today at the G1 Climax 32 tournament from New Japan Pro Wrestling. My name is James Troopany and we are going through the results and a bit of a review of the tournament matches from the New Japan G1. Um, we were at Kuroken Hall, the home of pro wrestling. House of Torture show, Nujiro Takahashi defeated Kusei Fujita and Yuto Nakashima, as you'd kind of expect, as the two rookies are not going to win anything. Unless they wrestled each other, which they didn't. Six minutes and 27 seconds. Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyana defeated the Mighty Don't Kneel, Bad Dude Tito and Jonah in eight minutes and 16 seconds. United Empire, Aaron Henry, Jeff Cobb and William Ocean Spray <laughs> defeated Gorillas of Destiny, Jado Tamatonga and Hiroki Goto in eight minutes and six seconds. I didn't watch that one, but I kind of want to see Jado and Tamatonga with Hiroki Goto. Oh. Anyway, Chaos, Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi, an honorary Chaos member, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeated Suzuki Gun, Taiki Taichi, Takamichi Noko and Zack Sabre Jr. in 9 minutes and 2 seconds. Chaos, Kazuchika Okada, oh sorry, long one. Los Ignorables Bushi, uh, Los Ignorables Bushi? Los Ignorables de Japón. Bushi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito defeated the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Farley, El Fantasmo, Ghetto, and Jay White in 10 minutes and 5 seconds, which all clipped along quite quickly in an hour and a half to get us to, quite frankly, a set of matches that were far better than they probably should have been. <laughs> we open with a block B match. Chase Owens defeated Great Okan in 11 minutes and 58 seconds. It started with Chase throwing powder into Great Okan's eyes. And you thought you were going to get a standard Chase Memphis style match. And it pretty much was, but it wasn't. Because they got the ha-ha out of the way, and then they went at it. And they had a really good match. A lot of it was down to um, Great Khan selling beautifully. And just not being able to beat Chase Owens. Which is a problem for the former IWGP Tag Team Champion. Because he got beat by another former IWGP Tag Team Champion. This Obviously this feud kind of like stems back to what happened before uh, the G1. And the fact that Owens can beat Khan, Okan clean, no distractions, there's no funny business, none of, none of Chase's normal Memphis tomfoolery, that puts a dent in the great Okan's armour, not so dominant as you think. But yeah, actually a really good match that told one hell of a story. We have obviously long dedicated Chase Owens issues before, but the guy can wrestle and this is one of those examples of like how it worked for him. It worked out really well for him in this particular case. Next up was a bit of an oddity because it was all shenanigans. Evil defeated Kenta, which put Kenta in puts Kenta into hole two two batches down already because he lost to Zack Sabre Jr. Um, this was all shenanigans around Kenta's book, which was released today, and they tried to promote that as best as they possibly could by using it as a foreign object. But basically, his legs were held by Dick Togo as uh, Evil tried to get back in the ring and won by count out, which kind of like negated a good match if that makes sense it was alright I suppose for a Bullet Club um, match versus House of Torture you expect there to be shenanigans there was lots Lance Archer defeated Filthy Tom Lawner in 11 minutes and 50 seconds of a match which was probably the I wouldn't say it was the worst than that because it was better than Evil versus Genta um, but it should have been better than it was given the people involved there was a lot of going through the motions with this match because they never wrestled each other before it was very kind of uh, how can I put it? I kind of expected a bit more out of Lawler. They did do an awful lot of stuff together, but Archer had to be dominant for that long. It kind of like cut through against Lawler. And Tom Lawler's had, as they put him over in commentaries, had a lot of success against taller, bigger, larger opponents. But Archer looks so dominant these days, it's difficult for other people to get ahead. 
even when it looked surprising. And it was just it was just a bit of an oddity. It wasn't bad, it just could have been better. A bit disappointing. Still very good, if that makes sense. It, it had its moments. I think Arch has kind of calmed down on some of the bigger risk-taking stuff that he's been doing, like the Moonsault and things like that, and started to kind of wrestle a more methodical monster-style match. And it's starting to pay off for him as far as his storytelling is concerned. And Lawler's kind of got to work as a counter-wrestler. But he's just too big. I mean, just Lance is just too big to kind of go roll around on the mat and do submission holds with. Um, as <laughs> Kevin Kelly interviewed Tom Lawler to Lance Archer before. Do you have any submission holds? Man? No, I don't need them. Uh, all right, fair enough then. But then we got to the main event of the evening. David Finley versus Juice Robinson. Now, by all accounts and the ways that things have gone in the past, Juice Robinson should have had this in the bag. But this was not like that at all. This was, I think I said earlier, uh, as I was chuntering about this, this was the day that my favourite, one of my favourite wrestlers as a kid, really grew into the character he could possibly be. Obviously, Finn Juice didn't have a big fallout. They had a slow burn going of, going of the ways which led Juice to Bullet Club and which led David to this slightly more upright, violent version of David that we see before. And, you know, a lot of things have been said about David and his father and the relationship between the two wrestlers, but he looked more like David Finley the third than he does David Finley the fourth in this particular match. He hammered Juice. I mean, he really went after him. It was stiff. It kind of started off as a regular kind of match that you'd expect these two guys to have. It was just a scientific wrestling match with the arm drugs and reversals. And then Finn, Juice cooked is frustrated because he couldn't put him away in a regular wrestling match. So he started going after David's shoulder, which had been surgically repaired. And in return, David started having a go at Juice's hand. And the killer instinct, the Finley killer instinct that you've seen so many times from his father wasn't there in previous matches, but it was there in spades today. He went out to break Juice's hand and eventually just went out to just demolish Juice in any way he possibly could. The match finished with a ref brump, and as Juice went to uh, hit David with the belt, David hit Juice with a shillelagh. And Juice got the, got the belt up to protect himself at once, then got it down again and got hammered in the head again. And David took the pinfall, and that was that. And it was a very much more direct performance from David Finlay. He wasn't working as a heel, but he did a lot of heelish things. So it did remind me of his dad. And you shouldn't really, you should let him be his own man, but he's always going to have those comparisons, unfortunately because of his name. And he wrestles a lot more like his father now than he ever has done before. Um, not just taking on the jacket and the shillelagh, but the actual killer instinct of a Finlay that you've seen down the generations between David and his father, that's a lot more prevalent. And it does make me wonder if he would have been better off as a heel, like in Suzuki Gun, um, when he was younger. The happy-go-lucky, happy beers, David Finley is no longer there, which is no bad thing. It did its job, and it got him to a point where he needs to go further. He then, of course, if you win the main event, do you want you get to close the show with a microphone, and he took... The United States, IWGP United States belt from Juice Robinson and vowed to beat Will Ospreay later in the tournament. If he wants his belt back, he's going to have to come and beat it from me. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't put past Dave Finley 
winning that match. He may not win anything else in this tournament, but if he beats Osprey, there is a rub for you because it will give him a shot at the championship and he has the belt. So there's a story. And I'm fully invested and intrigued in that story, which was more than the, that they had before going into this match. It was kind of like building up to be a good thing, but it wasn't going to be the thing. And now, by God, it's definitely the thing. Right then, uh, that kind of wraps up the show. It was a lot better than I thought it would be, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely was. Uh, let's see, what night are we on? One night six. Ooh, Tokyo, Japan was night four. Uh, hang on a minute. What night are we on? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at new, I'm looking at September. I'm in July, aren't I? So we're back at Kurokan Hall tomorrow, of all times, uh, when we will see Hiroshi Tanahashi and Ray Owa versus Yuto Nakashima and Dick Togo. Oh, sorry, versus. I'll start again. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yoho Owa, and Yuto Nakashima will go up against Dick Togo, Evil, and Show. El Phantasm and Kenta will go up against Royce Isaacs and Tom Lawler. Bad Dude Tito and Jonah will go up against Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. That should be a banger. Uh, Yuki, uh, Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi, along with Dave Finley and Kosei Fujita, will go up against Chase Owens, Gedo, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. Lance Archer, Taichi, Takemichinoku, and Zack Sabre will go up against Bushi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Nato, which will be one of the interesting ones, purely on the grounds that they've got both guys that eat pins on a regular basis. So then we don't know who's going to win that. And then the G1 Climax tournament matches, oh good god, Yudra Takashi versus Will Ospe. Well, that has to be better than I think it's going to be. Toriyano versus Bad Luck Farley, Hiroki Goto versus Aaron Henry, and Tomohiro Ishii versus Tama Tonga. Ooh, those last two sound like fun. And Toriyano versus Bad Luck Farley is always going to be a laugh. So we will be back tomorrow afternoon at some point to explain and talk and dissect those matches. But it's starting to turn into a bit of a vital tournament. And you've got to bear in mind, everyone's got to wrestle six times rather than the usual nine. So that makes it a bit more interesting. We're already seeing people who are in a hole, most notably Kenta and Tetsuya Nato. Anyway, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Mm -hmm.